Praise God. If you have your Bibles, let's just go to Matthew, the book of Matthew, Matthew 7. And we're going to be reading from verse 7, so Matthew 7, 7. And once again, this is a scripture that everybody knows, all right? We all know it, and that's the problem, you see, we think we know it. But really, at the end of the day, we know of it, and we don't really tap into what it is there. Let me just read it first, and then we'll move on from there. All right, Matthew 7, verse 7, ask, and it will be given to you, seek, and you will find, knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. For what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your precious word. We pray that you'd make it alive to us this morning. We pray that you'd open the eyes of our understanding and our hearts to receive this great teaching, Lord, that you gave us, that was written down for our edification. Come against any spirit that would want to stop this word from reaching the hearts of all those within the sound of my voice. We ask all of this in the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen. Now, what I need to explain is that when we give the teaching on wisdom, there are a few words there that we tend to confuse, all right? We get them all muddled up. And I always say this, and I just keep saying it, the devil is the master of vague, the king of vague. Keep your thinking vague and he's got you. Amen? You want to go to Hanover? You've got a vague understanding where it is. <laughs> the crew is a very vast place. You could end up somewhere else. You understand? It's good to know exactly where you're going. All right? And that's the same with the Word of God. Now, you see, there's a word and it speaks about understanding. All right? There's knowledge. And there's understanding. There are a few other words that are similar. Wisdom, knowledge, understanding. And we'd like to just put them all in one big bag and know what we know about it. No, we don't. They are different. They are different. All right? Knowledge is facts, information. Understanding goes a bit deeper than that. All right? Understanding explains or describes when you and I know how the system works. That's the best way I can describe it. Everything works according to a system. Did you know that? God placed in the world systems. There are systems in life, right? In the physical, we know about them. Gravity is a system. Whether you like it or not, that's the system. Whether you like it or not. And you see, the thing about a system is, if you understand it, you can get it to work for you. All right? It will work for us. See, that's understanding. When we understand the system and it works for us. God ordained system and it works for us. Gravity is harnessed to create hydroelectric power, for example. 
can you see? Gravity is bringing that water down, pulling it through the turbine, and because of that, it works for us. When mankind understood the laws of lift and of friction and pressure and all these things, they could defy the laws of gravity, you see? That's where our aircraft was born into the earth. Can you see that? When you and I understand the system, we can get it to work for us. Does everybody grasp? And you see this little scripture here, if you look at it very closely, it describes a particular system. All right? Can you see that? It's not just factory information. There's built in there a system. It's almost like a mystery that's there for anybody who taps into it to find. Amen? With God, a lot of things are what they call in the Greek mysterion, mystery. It doesn't mean you can't understand it. It's not as if you're barred from understanding it. But you see, only as you pursue it and you enter in, then you can understand it. It's like getting saved. Getting saved is a mystery. Did you know that? It deluded me for 20 years of my life, <laughs> even though it was right in my face. We got it every morning in the church services we had to attend, although they didn't really put it very clearly. But my point is, that system was always there. It always will be there. There's a system whereby you and I as human beings can make sure that we go to heaven one day. Amen? There's a system whereby we can make sure we don't have to be scared of death. And if you understand the system properly, we don't have to be scared of anything. Sickness, poverty, disease, you name it. That salvation can operate in our lives. That's the system. That's what we celebrated, Joe, when we took communion. This is the system of God for salvation. Amen? Can you see that? But it doesn't stop there. There are a lot of systems out there. And you see, this is one of them. And the title of this message is actually A Divine Pattern for Life. A Divine Pattern for Life. All right? We look at that scripture. It says, Ask and you shall receive, seek, and you will find, knock, and the door will be opened unto you. Janet and I, when we walk, always laugh, you know, because there's this security company called Seek Security, you see. <laughs> and they're always roaming the streets, you see. And as soon as we see one of these cars, I say to Janet, Seek, and ye shall find. <laughs> now, you see, we read that, and what do we do? We lump them all together. Oh, well, just go after God and you'll find him, sort of thing. You understand? Why did he bother to say three things, not just one? Do you get it? He didn't just say, seek and you'll find and move on. No, he didn't say that. He said, seek and you shall find. Amen? That's really the heart of it. But he doesn't stop there. What's number two in the process? Ask. Can you see that? If I got it the right way around. No, it's ask. Sorry. First of all, ask. Okay, very important. Sorry, I got it wrong. That's the process. You ask, that's number one. That's very important to ask. Talk about it now. But then next is seek and you'll find. And then what's the third one? Knock. Okay. Now you might say, oh, well, so what? You know, just go after God and you'll find him. But please understand, there is a divine order here. Amen. There's a divine pattern. You and I need to tap into it. But first we need to understand it. Let me explain it this way. We're not supposed to stay at the same level our whole life, are we? No. Yes or no? no? 
in every area of life, be it in your business, be it in the family, be it in relationships, be it in your development in spiritual growth with God. We're not supposed to just level off, are we? Hit a plateau. And that's what happens with most people. Did you know that? We hit a plateau and that's where we stay. Call it what you want, but it's what we used to. Okay, We sail along. And somehow, we're not happy. That's the whole point, isn't it? God wants us to be happy. He'll only be happy when we fit in with his plan for our lives. Amen? What is his plan for our lives? To continually expand, to grow. Is this right, Haley? Were you designed to just get married and now you've arrived? <laughs> or was that just the start of better things? Start of better things. You understand? Okay. Oh, yes, when you've had your third child, then it's over. <laughs> You're working on it. Okay. <laughs> but you understand, we're not supposed to just get married and that's it. That's heaven and we just stay there. There's another level, if you want to call it that. There's process. There's growth. Can you get it? You see, that's the heart of life. It's growth. If you don't grow, you're dead. Amen? So easy to fall into the mode of being living dead. We were shocked. We met friends that we'd known for years, long ago. And when we met them after an interval of, say, 10 years, what was shocking to us is that, and we both noticed it, they hadn't changed at all. They hadn't changed at all. What do you think they said to us when they saw us? Nothing's changed. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, we have changed, you understand? We are moving forward. But this is a pattern for how to move forward, do you understand? Most people stay in the same rut because they know no better. They know no better. And if they did know better, they wouldn't know how. It's easier to stay where you're at, all right? It's easier, but it's not life. And in the end, it isn't easy because it becomes boring, becomes dead, and it becomes dull. And as I say, we don't really help anybody else. You can't help anybody if you're not growing, did you know that? You can't. What I'm saying is growth isn't automatic. I know a lot of people that have been Christians for years. They've grown older, but spiritually they haven't developed at all. Can you see? And we've got to grow. We've got to move. You see, if we want life, and people are attracted to life. Did you know that? And we need to be attractive. But let's tap into this, an understanding of the system. It is a divine process for growth, a divine pattern for growth. Amen? Now, first of all, it says, ask. Okay, let me get it right. We have to ask. Now, what does it mean when you ask? You see, when you and I ask, it means that we are being specific. Amen? We are being specific. One of the main reasons for not growing is we don't have anything that we understand to grow to. There's almost a thinking of, well, if God wants to, then. You get it? It's almost like, if I do nothing, it'll just happen automatically. Well, it doesn't work that way. All right? Remember when the Lord came to blind Bartimaeus? And I've used this example so many times. 
But it's really very, very telling. Because the man is blind. You know the effort he goes to get to the Lord. He shouts and he screams. Everybody says, shut up. He says, you're not blind. I'm going to get my sight. And he comes forward. Eventually the Lord hears him, calls him. He comes, he throws off his blind man's coat, so to speak. And the Lord says, what do you want? Doesn't that strike as odd? I mean, if a man is blind, I've got a healing ministry, and he's fought his way through the crowd to get to me, what do you think the obvious conclusion is? He has to be specific. Now, listen to something. When you have the courage to actually ask, you're not just asking. Please, this is so important to grasp. You are expressing confidence that the person can actually deliver. Does that make sense? I mean, if I'm a multi-billionaire, going to happen one of these days, I don't know how, but we're working on it. And I'm walking through the streets and there's a beggar, right? Does it make sense for me to ask him for, you know? <laughs> Can I have a dime? Does that make sense? It doesn't make sense, does it? Because I don't expect him to have nothing. He's hoping that I've got a dime, or maybe two. You understand? But you see, when the Lord said to Brian Bartimaeus, what do you want? Bartimaeus could have said, well, you know what? Um, it would be very nice to see, but I am quite hungry at the moment. So, Now, you see, that sounds very sort of holy, like humble. But it's not humble at all. You get it? It's actually an insult. You see, Bartimaeus had no doubt, I want to see. Can you see that? He specified what it was exactly that he wanted. And he didn't have to go any further, did you know that? Because right then the Lord said, your faith has healed you. Boom. Done. Can you see that? What he was doing is expressing faith that God could do it. You see? And that's the start. You see, you and I, we desire certain things or certain positions, or certain state, if you want to call it that. But we haven't got, because of religious understanding, the courage to go to God and say, this is what I want. See? People say, oh, you're being pushy, telling God what you want. Well, why did the Lord say to him, what do you want? Now, I've got to grasp this, you see, because the moment you and I ask specifically, you get it? We set it down. It's no longer in the world of vague. You see? You can't believe for something in a vague sort of way. Amen? Because you know what that is? Wishful thinking. And let me tell you, the kingdom of heaven does not work on the basis of wishful thinking. It works on faith. Substantive faith. Okay, and it's so important to grasp. It's like when Cassandra, we're having this teaching on godly prosperity. God's put it in my heart that she's going to be a wealthy woman. Okay, so, so be it. But what's the issue? Okay, right, where are you now? Little business she's running. How many clients have you got? How many did you have at the time? We started at 30. 30. Okay, what did we say? Okay, right. Let's make a choice. How many clients do you want this month? Can you see that? A target, yeah, exactly. Not a vague, um, 
oh Lord, just expand my business, sort of vaguely. Well, do you know expanding the business could be just one more client 10 years later? I mean, really? Dear God, do you want that? That's not expanding your business effectively. So we were specific. We said, Lord, we're trusting you for 40 clients at the end of this month. Is that right? Come the end of the month, guess what? God failed her miserably. We only had 39. <laughs> and now it's 49, whatever. But the point is, God loves it when we say, okay, this is what we want. I mean, ask. And God, we receive. God's got to have something to work with. Let me put it that way. You've got to have something to work with. Does that make sense? See, this is divine instruction. Ask. Ask. You have not because you don't ask. And sometimes you ask in the wrong way. Yes, that's possible. We've got to be careful of our motive. But please understand something. God wants the best for us. Amen? Does God want your business to expand? Yes or no? Does he want you just to go around in a circle for the rest of your life with maybe 30 clients and then maybe 28 and then maybe... And God oh, says, how wonderful. <laughs> Can you see? What is the heart of God? He wants that thing to grow. Big, massive. Start employing people. Amen. Be a blessing to society. Is this too hard to understand? God's a good God. Amen. But how does it begin? You know, I've got to... Ask. Be specific. Be specific. Be specific. All right? But it doesn't stop there. Please, this is so important. Don't think because you say, Oh Lord, I want a pink Cadillac. Can you see me driving around in a pink Cadillac? That would almost be as bad as a Land Rover. Hey, Rufy? All right? Now, if I had that wonderful desire, which I don't be rest assured, but if I just said, oh, the pastor said, ask and ye shall receive. Oh, Lord, I want a pink Cadillac. It's going to come. Magic. I'll just sit back and wait for it to happen. My point is this. It, the whole process does not stop there. Does everybody grasp this? We don't just ask. Then we become like a little beggar. Oh, Lord, please give me. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And God says, sit down and shut up. Tired of you. Because you see what's happened. We haven't understood the process, the pattern of life. Are you with me? What's number two? Seek and ye shall find. What does that mean? Start getting the necessary information that we need. Amen? Start investing in our understanding of what it is that we want. Amen? Oh, Lord, we want a house. Okay, you want a house? I don't know how many houses there are in this community that are for sale. There's quite a few. What's the starting place? Find out what's available, for example. Amen? Start looking at what the cost is. Start to find out something more about it. You want to expand your business? Wonderful. Go and do some market research. Amen? Does that make sense? Start finding out what is needed out there. Start using the brain you've got to seek, to find out. God cannot bless ignorance. Amen? Amen. He can't bless it. I used to write on my board when I was teaching. I said, to be ignorant is excusable. It's understandable. In this day and age, most kids are ignorant. But then I wrote, 
To remain ignorant is a crime. Amen? To remain ignorant, that's a crime. You might be dumb when you get into this class, but don't stay that way. Amen? Does everybody understand this? Because, you see, we ask for something, find out a bit more about what you're asking for and how you can go about it. Amen? Oh, Lord, give me a job. I need work. I need employment. Your word says that if I just turn on my bed as a lazy man, that poverty will come and hit me like an armed robber. That's the scripture, Lord. So get me a job. Get me a job. Get me a job. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I see myself as a big executive of a massive company. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ask, ask, ask. What does God say? Get on the phone and find out what work there is. Get a newspaper at least and find out what's available. Get going. You understand? Start applying ourselves to what's out there. Get up and do something. Not all yourself. Get up and do something. Well, start finding out first. That's the point. Start getting knowledge about it. If you do want to buy a car, start to find out what sort of cars there are out there. Amen? Start looking for the price range. Start looking and asking people, is this car reliable? Amen? That makes sense to me, does it not? Don't buy the thing and afterwards it collapses and you're talking to somebody. They said, you know, we all said the same problem. You talk to somebody else, oh yes, we know about that. Don't tell me what happened, we know. Why didn't you warn me? Well, you didn't ask. You see, you asked but you didn't find out, you didn't seek. That's the point. Can you see the seek mentality? You're looking for starting to use the brain. Okay, very important that. Very important. If you're going to start a business, don't be like me. I thought I want to get into industry. We had a cute little daughter by the name of Sarah. See, and I thought, oh well, we'll make clothes for children, and she'll be our model. We called our company Wiggly Wear because when she was born, I said to the nurse, her name's Wiggly. She said, you can't put that on the armband. I said, you put Wiggly on the armband. We baptized her as Sarah Elizabeth. But anyway, so Wiggly Wear. I'm here to tell you that there's a lot more to starting a clothing range than having a name and a model. <laughs> as good as the model was. My point is this. What I didn't put into this whole equation was the fact that we'd be competing with the sweat factories of Taiwan and China where... They produce clothing for next to nothing. Amen. And bring it here under any cost that you could possibly come up with making it locally. You understand? It was just a no-no from day go. Amen. Why did it fail? Clueless. <laughs> Absolutely clueless. I lost quite a lot of money in my first industrial enterprise. I can tell you. But anyway, my point is this. I hadn't learned this lesson yet. Can you see? Seek. Find out. If you want to get married, let me tell you, the best thing you can do, ask first, ask correctly, and then start to look. Amen. But do your market research. <laughs> You've got to find out what model will work. <laughs> but it's so important. Don't go in blind. Don't go into things blindly. I think I've said enough. Can you see? But what's the order? First you ask, Father God, I need work. 
Right, now let me find out what work there is. And the final one is knock. Now please, this is where we get into this whole business of taking action. Alright? You can seek until you are blue in the face. You can have done your market research for centuries. Alright? And you get to a place where you get so much knowledge and you get so much information and you have information overload and because of all the information you're so terrified of the whole thing that you just carry on getting more information. <laughs> I mean, there are certain people, let me tell you, that go into universities and never get out. I was not one of them. Now, I understand you want an academic career, maybe, but very often you get the impression that people go into this cloistered environment where they're protected from the world, and they just think up new clever ideas to make themselves sound clever, especially in the humanities. Not when it comes to engineering, because, I mean, that thing's got to work when it gets put to the test. But you see, what's the danger of that? We're so busy getting information. Can come to the place where seeking becomes information overload. All right? Analysis paralysis. You know so much about the risks involved, you think, oh, maybe I shouldn't do it. No. You can be so involved with just finding out stuff. Inevitably, if we want to move on, okay, please, this is so important. If you want to go from one level to the next, what have we got to do eventually? Knock. And what's not involved? Physically doing something. Amen? You've got to do something. You want to buy a house? You've got to go and having done your research, sign the contract. Amen? You've got to step out. You want to start a business? What have you got to do? At some stage, open your doors and start trading. Am I right? You cannot get anywhere if you just stay in this bubble of finding out, finding out, finding out. Amen? You've got to put, as it were, pen to paper, shoulder to the wheel, and launch out. Now, I can say this, with starting this church, that's what actually happened. We got the system wrong, but we did step out. We started it. Amen? And yes, maybe we didn't seek enough. Maybe we didn't ask in the right way. There were a lot of things we did wrong. But what did we do? We didn't talk about it. Amen. We didn't sit around just chat over the dinner table. It would be nice. Have you ever heard that? Oh, it would be nice. It would be nice to go on holiday. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> it would be nice to have a bra. <laughs> well, if you want a bra, light the fire. <laughs> when we actually ask, and it happens, we'll know that it's from, from him. Amen? We'll know it's from him, you see? And that gives us the strength to go forward. But don't just ask and, oh, wait for God to do it. God placed in your heart a desire. You've asked, you've been specific about it. You've, as it were, written it down in the diaries of heaven, now it's your and my job to go and find out about the implications, the ramifications, as much as we can. All right? But having done all of that, there does come a time when we have to do what? We must step out of the boat. Amen?
we must do. We must do. We can't just wait for, oh Lord, you've given me this great teaching. Oh Lord, I want a ministry in teaching. I love to teach. Give me a ministry in teaching. Okay, well, get learning yourself. Learn as much as you can. Amen. But what's going to happen eventually? Find some poor sucker to start off with. <laughs> Every soul is precious. Amen. The housewife sitting there, oh Lord, I see myself teaching the whole world. Well, you've got your maid in the house, haven't you? Start with her. Amen. Share the precious truths of God with your domestic servant. Just as valuable as everybody else, dear God. You understand? Start where you're at. But get going. Get going. Do something. Amen. So can you see? This is a divine pattern for life, right? Moving forward all the time. Moving forward all the time. Don't get stuck in a rut. I'm nice and cozy. There must be more. Amen. And there always is. And this is how to access it. Thank you, Lord, for your truths. Bless us, we pray. Thank you for your great love for us. And thank you, Lord, that as we grow in you, we go from one degree of glory to the next. And we give you praise. In Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. Have a bra. <laughs> well, if you want a bra, light the fire. <laughs> and that's really the truth. In everything, in everything, let's get the pattern right. Be specific. Say, Father God, this is what I want. Amen. If it's in your heart, if it's in your heart, remember, God gives us the desires of our heart. Now, please understand the scripture. The desire is something he's placed in us, all right? But connected to that is those who wait on the Lord. He gives us the desires of our heart. By having this relationship with him, he places in us, or how shall I say, brings to light desires that he created in us to have. Amen? You see that. If you have a heart for a business, don't think that that's a worldly thing. God placed that in your heart. Amen? But you see, we need to, even though it's in our heart, and God knows that it's in our heart. You see, this is the thing. Even though God knows everything about us, He wants us to be specific and to ask. And can I tell you why? Because when we actually ask, and it happens, we'll know that it's from, from Him. Amen? We'll know it's from Him, you see? And that gives us the strength to go forward. But don't just ask and, oh, wait for God to do it. God placed in your heart a desire, you've asked, you've been specific about it, you've, as it were, written it down in the diaries of heaven. Now it's your and my job to go and find out about the implications, the ramifications, as much as we can, all right? But having done all of that, there does come a time when we have to do what? We must step out of the boat. Amen? We must do. We must do. We can't just wait for, oh, Lord, you've given me this great teaching. 
Oh Lord, I want a ministry in teaching. I love to teach. Give me a ministry in teaching. Okay, well, get learning yourself. Learn as much as you can. Amen. But what's going to happen eventually? Find some poor sucker to start off with. <laughs> Every soul is precious. Amen. The housewife sitting there, oh Lord, I see myself teaching the whole world. Well, you've got your maid in the house, haven't you? Start with her. Amen. Share the precious truths of God with your domestic servant. Just as valuable as everybody else, dear God. You understand? Start where you're at. But get going. Get going. Do something. Amen. So can you see? This is a divine pattern for life, right? Moving forward all the time. Moving forward all the time. Don't get stuck in a rut. I'm nice and cozy. There must be more. Amen. And there always is. And this is how to access it. Thank you, Lord, for your truths. Bless us, we pray. Thank you for your great love for us. And thank you, Lord, that as we grow in you, we go from one degree of glory to the next. And we give you praise. Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. Mm -hmm.